Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. The story of the prodigal son is complex and rich. It's full of characters and real-life situations. It's full of examples of who we want to be and who we really are. It's full of emotions, of hubris and disappointment and sadness and shame and anger. It's full of forgiveness and thanksgiving and grappling with one's own responses to the celebration of others. It's so full. And yet I keep coming back to this one line, this son of mine was dead and has come to life. In 2019, as I was thinking about turning 40 and wanting to go see whales more than anything else to celebrate this milestone, it occurred to me that there might be other people in the world who also like talking about whales. So I opened my podcast app and did a quick search, which brought me to a new podcast called The Whale Nerds. At that time, the whale nerds were three friends, Caitlin, Slater, and Eric, who lived in the Monterey Bay area of California and worked as naturalists and photographers on whale watching boats. And they would record themselves periodically as they talked about what they had seen on the water and take deep dives into ecological and biological issues and facts about whales and marine life. And they would laugh. There was a lot of laughing. When we all went into quarantine, I would walk around my neighborhood listening to these friends and imagining the day when I might get to see any of what they were seeing. Over time, the whale nerds spread out to new places, and another whale nerd, Adam, joined the podcast, and I kept learning all sorts of new things. You can just ask Jason, who's doing our sound in the back, because for all of my COVID sound checks, I have told him lots of whale facts and interesting stories about whales. But even more than the knowledge I was gaining, I felt connected to these people that I'd never met, but got to hear all about, and with whom I shared this wonder of the natural world. Now, I think a lot of you know this about me. I have a whale tattoo on my arm that I got on my fifth anniversary. That's the anniversary of my ordination as a minister. And I got it because one, whales are amazing. All right, y'all, I need you to laugh this morning. Okay. Thank you. One, whales are amazing. Thank you. And two, to me, whales are a symbol of the Holy Spirit. They're these enormous beings that are in every ocean around the world, and yet they can be incredibly difficult to find. You have to know what time of year to be in which patch of the ocean to train your senses to find what you're looking for, and you have to allow yourself time to watch and wait. Either that or you get lucky, and a whale appears before you when you happen to be near the ocean kind of like looking for the Holy Spirit, who's all around us, and sometimes we get a glimpse of quite clearly, but can be difficult to notice without some training or the help of others who are good at spotting such things. 
So this summer, when the whale nerds announced they would be leading a three-day trip out of Moss Landing in the Monterey Bay that overlapped with my 40th birthday, it seemed like divine providence. And though I could see the spirit at work, it still took the persistent convincing over several months by my husband and our friends that we share a COVID bubble with and Pastor Jesse and my sisters-in-law and our family pediatrician to get me on a plane to California to see those whales for my birthday. See, I'd purchased the tickets for the whale portion of the trip in August just in case it might work out. I purchased the airline tickets in early September so I'd, you know, get a better deal on them and they'd still be refundable. But I didn't book the hotel reservation until early October, just hours after meeting my new doctor for the first time at my annual physical. We had talked about all the things that you talk about at that annual appointment and we talked about life in pandemic times and all the new appointments that women turning 40 get to make. <sighs> and then I explained about this trip, and how I really wanted to go, but I wanted to be a responsible citizen and a responsible parent, and I didn't know what to do. She looked at me, and she said, I've only known you for a few minutes, but I think you need this. Do you ever have a moment where you felt really seen? And so I called and made arrangements for the place I would call home for those few nights in California. Now there's this thing that happens, you might know it if you were ever on a whale watch, but it happens when a group of people get on a boat in the ocean with the intention of seeing whales. There's all this chitter chatter at first. People are excited to see pelicans and sea lions. And there's lots of folks sharing about how many times they've been on a boat like this or what other wildlife they have seen, what they do for a day job. The naturalist is busy talking about what you might see today, the different species of whales and all sorts of fun facts, trying to keep everyone entertained and engaged, especially any children or folks prone to seasickness who might be on that boat. And then a whale is spotted. And there are squeals of excitement. And everyone rushes to the side of the boat where the whale was spotted and you hear the clicks of the cameras going off and you see lots of fingers pointed at that horizon. And then inevitably, because whales live most of their lives under the water, they disappear. And then this funny thing happens. Everyone goes quiet. There's this collective sense of expectant hope as everyone scans the horizon, hoping to be the first person to spot the whale's return. And this group that was loud and talkative just moments before is all caught up together in the watching and the waiting. On our first morning on the boat, this enlarged group of whale nerds spotted a humpback whale exhaling in the sunrise moments after we left the dock. And I remember the words of my spiritual director from days before. She said, Lindsay, what if you thought of God as greeting you everywhere you went, just like the ushers greet those who come to worship 
on a Sunday morning. And I was speechless. There was God's greeting right in front of me. And in that moment, I felt so very alive. That morning, we saw over 25 humpback whales and 300 Rizzo's dolphins, a species I had never seen, but had heard so much through my earbuds on my walking around my landlocked Cleveland Heights neighborhood. And I felt full. I felt new life bubbling within me. After a few hours of watching the whales lazing about and swimming in and out of the whales, and that day there were eight to ten foot swells, so there were really waves, we found a group of humpbacks that was lunge feeding. Okay, so I'm totally going to get technical on you and teach you some things about whales that you might not know. Humpback whales are baleen whales, which means they don't have teeth like you and I do. But what they do is they circle up together a bait ball, they call it, and it's a school of sardines or krill, which are tiny shrimp-like creatures. They circle them up, and then they swim through them, and they open their huge mouths, and they take a gulp, including that, you know, all those fish and a boatload of water, and in doing, they often come up above the surface, and the pleats of their throat expand, and then they use their tongue to push the water out through the baleen, which is like a sieve, while they swallow the fish and they go back under. Now, I've never seen this before in real life. So when it happened, yards from the boat where I was standing, well, my new friend Jane sensed my being overcome with emotion, and she grabbed me and gave me a big side hug and the most COVID-friendly new friend expression of connection. Later that morning, a humpback breached near our boat, which means that this huge creature propelled its entire being out of the water for reasons that literally only God knows. And I wept. My new friend Jane was traveling with her mom, who's in her 80s, and she happened to be standing right behind me at that moment. And she put her hand on my arm and she said, are these your first whales? No, <laughs> I said. And she smiles as only one who has seen many whales and yet continues to find wonder and amazement in each one can do. And she held on to me. Not only had I been held by so many people to get to where I needed to be, there are also people helping me to be found when I arrived. Friends, God is many things, and one of those things is a party planner. God is planning and is ready to throw a party at any moment that any of us, God's children, arrive. Like the prodigal son, we all wander away. We go through times in our lives when we ignore God's love and grace and presence, where we think we know better, where we think we're just having a good time, and we find ourselves lost and in need. We all have times where situations in our lives force us into places that feel so remote, where we believe we are all alone and beyond the scope of anyone's attention, let alone their care. And yet it turns out that God is right there waiting 
ready to receive us and rejoice that though it may have seemed that we were so far gone as to be dead, we are actually now more alive. Now, I know you were wondering how I was going to connect whales to the prodigal son. And I know it seems like a strange connection, but my goal in life is just, just, you know, embrace my quirkiness in a way that helps me be endearing to those that I meet, at least, I hope, and not just some, like, crazy lady who mostly talks about Jesus and whales. Because I am, as thanks so much, Max, just pointed out, I am a crazy lady who talks a lot about Jesus and whales, but I hope it's in a charming way. So I'm sharing this story today because I think you should love whales, but also as one of personal testimony to the ways in which God is always with us and that God's love is real and true and joyful and wondrous and can take our breaths away. I offer this story as a way of sharing how I have seen and experienced the Holy Spirit at work. And once you get a glimpse of her, oh, you begin to notice her all over the place. If you heard Jesse's sermon from two weeks ago, you heard tell of some of the ways that the Spirit has been dancing around this place. And if you've read your e-news or your bulletin this morning, you've already got a hint of some of what's in the works. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry, Gordon's going to come up and tell you all about it in just a minute. Because, friends, when the Spirit starts dancing, you know a party is coming. Right in this very moment, you may be feeling very lost, or you might be feeling very found, but wherever you are, know that God is right there with you. And when you come to yourself, like the epiphany moment in the prodigal son that he had out in the field with the pigs, God will be right right there waiting to welcome you home. May you look for and find the ways in which God is greeting you wherever you go, through whales or a sunny day or a word of comfort when you most needed it or forgiveness spoken when you least expected it. And may those moments guide you home and to the party that God can't wait to throw in your honor. And may those words echo in your ear. This child of mine has come to life. Hallelujah and amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.